I just I just love to see it because you know it's niggas who go to Paris Fashion Week every single year, and you know that's just so anticlimactic. And uh, you just you did it right, bro. Like <laughs> you know you just did it right, and like you ain't gotta go again until you you know. And so you showing or walking for real, for real. Yeah, I, I ain't even worried about it now. I feel like my the big homie saw and the the niggas that I like and I respected saw and that, that I had to do what I had to do and I didn't adapt to their culture and I didn't like go out there and really what made me go so hard West Coast is one of my fans, she from Morocco and she tweeted like, wow, she hit me up like, wow, you really going over there to like the calling this country and supporting them and, Da, 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 and like and I, it hit me like wow like this lady right like I'm over here like of course it's my first time out there I'm a nigga from the hood going out there yeah embrace it but at the same time learn some history while you're down there and figure out who you are and get closer to something that's closer to you and they shit you know and it's like everybody out there knew their culture everybody out there knew where they was from their lineage they didn't ask you where you was from like what hood you was from they asked me where you from like nigga where what soil you from my nigga like, what are you, my boy? Like, let's see if we could connect on a deeper level. I might could help you out financially. Most of the niggas I was meeting was from Belgium, Africans from Belgium telling me, come out here, nigga, I got a big ass house for you. I got this, I got that, everything. Like, whatever you need, whatever you could get in LA, I could get it for you here. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we all pretty much are one big world. So all I got to do is make one statement and live by it and stand on it and the whole world going to respect it. And I ain't making shit for like, no disrespect, but I ain't making shit for white people or, or for y'all perspective no more. Like, I, I could care less about how y'all feel about me. I'm the king here. Like, we are all gods, and I believe in myself, which means I believe in God. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we as black people are all gods in our own right. We are not above each other or below each other. We all equal, and we all got to look at each other in that light. That's how you become God body. That's how you become big in abundance. You get that shit in a, a God got it in abundance. Like, I could give it out all day i could go do that all the year all year long <laughs> you know what i mean i could go on a lowrider tour and do that everywhere you know what mm-hmm. i mean which i might have a good ass idea actually hey lowrider tour you heard it first like black world, exclusive. Worldwide, you know worldwide car show man so ross what's up man like let's take it let's do it bigger like i see you got it over there let's take it around the world my nigga making deals on the, on, on the black print so no like I, i'm glad you kind of brought up just lineage and just like you know doing it for the west Let's let's take a step back and just tell, you know, the, the listeners and people out there like your story and just like your come up. Because I feel like in the last, I would say like 18 months, I just been seeing Huey Briss everywhere. And it's like, you know, we, we started the show playing um, Players Off Ocean, which is one of my favorite joints from you. But like, you know, there's a catalog before that. So like, let's let's, let's take the fans back and just, you know, give them the, the origin story. Oh, man. Um, I'm a sick pup, man. I grew up in Long Beach. I'm a high school dropout who uh, started rapping purely out of competition. It was purely competition. Uh, I was in a group with some dudes. I came up with Buddy as well, you know, and uh, Compton and Long Beach, we had a big thing. So I was purely competition. I was battle rapping. I was getting off on niggas. Niggas was not seeing me in any way. Because if they was, they would be up here with me. But um, the niggas is down there. So I was battling niggas. I was getting better, 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 but I had no producer. I used to perform just with instrumentals. I used to go perform. I used to sell tickets and perform. The first show I ever sold tickets to was Nipsey Hustle at the Levels Lounge in San Pedro. I sold yeah. tickets and I went up there and, and I performed DJ Quick instrumentals. I didn't even have songs recorded. I just went up there and performed instrumentals. And um, that nigga Nipsey gave me a whole bottle of whatever he was drinking. I think it was some clique at the time he was off of. And basically was like, nigga, you are like, keep doing your shit, whatever. And then he did seven days a week and killed it. 
but um that was my first real taste of like wow this nigga niggas is really touching out here like this is crazy and uh so i i put together some mixtape i went solo on that ass and put together some tapes on my own i put together uh black wax with nico beats me and nico kind of got together nico beats daddy is dj babu from dilated peoples so i already came in the game kind of on hip-hop timing you know i never really was on like west coast hip-hop timing either i was always on like more east coast influence hip-hop shit like you know i came up listening to like mad mad dilla like under my cousin my cousin was like i found out later my cousin was just a drunk nigga that was always at the hip-hop spots but he had me convinced that this nigga was a real dj growing up he had all the vinyls and shit word to scotty coach you feel me like a lot of niggas can't even say these names but long story short i came up under that so i thought hip-hop i thought you were supposed to always freestyle off the head i mm-hmm. thought you were supposed to always like I have a fresh verse for a radio station. I'm thinking you're supposed to always be on 10, ready to battle a nigga. Like, that's just how I came up. I'm thinking that's how it's supposed to go. Like, I'm like, oh, you got, you better be ready. So when I came in seeing niggas wasn't doing that, I'm like, oh, this is, this is a piece of cake. So I was just dropping hip hop ass mixtapes with scratches. I was one of the only few niggas in my, my generation really still putting scratches on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, Gil Scott Never Lied was the, the video that kind of got me cracking though. Like because uh one of my um one of my homies told hooked me up with this video nigga and was like, yo, y'all should do something. He make like cinematic indie rock videos and you make like cinematic underground hip hop. Y'all should do some shit. And my nigga was Christian. He did the video and we had this scene where we had fake rain and we went through it we went through a buggy. And I guess I didn't know at the time, but I guess that was like a really groundbreaking scene in like cinema world, because like niggas reference that scene to me all the time and i didn't know because i'm just a rapper from long beach you know i don't know filmmaking cinematography coloring and shit i don't know i just got lucky with a nigga that knew what he was doing so my taste level coming in the game always was at that level cinema cinema i didn't know what i was creating at the time but people did later you know like people saw the vision that's what vision was i didn't have vision at that time whatever time this was i'm bad at dates because i dropped out in ninth grade and then when you drop out you stop keeping track of dates and shit all good so um so at this time black wax come out now you know i'm about to have a kid shit is getting kind of cracking right now i'm i'm skipping a lot of shit but we on amazon so you know they don't need to know all that and <laughs> by the time i got to by the time i got to um i dropped a, i dropped another shit called a uh, grace park legend now at this time um i believe this is a little bit after the pandemic a little bit and i think people were scared to drop at that time, this is like Black Lives Matter, weird shit was going on. You know, it was like that era. Niggas was like scared to drop. Niggas was like, who the first one going to drop? Who the first one going to drop? Shit, you know me. <laughs> drop that bitch. <laughs> Vince Staples retweeted it. <laughs> That's what all I needed. I ain't need a lot from you, Vince. I just needed a retweet. <laughs> your Twitter's so cracking that your retweet, brother, got me the eyes of many, many people. And another key thing that happened to me, which I will not leave out, uh, my nigga Nails and Jason Castro recorded this freestyle of me. I did a freestyle and I, Castro just had a random ass handicam and just recorded it. I did it. I, I wanted to do it like how skaters will do like videos, will do a part, but no, have no music. You'll just hear this grinding of the skating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do one of those, but freestyle. So I did one just straight up acapella and that shit got me um adam 22's attention 
which at the time Adam 22 was still like a figure that could like put you on. And um, he, he reposted it on his Twitter and that shit got me a lot of fans, bro. Like a lot of fans that I got right now, like I'm not even going to disregard what Adam 22 did for me in that No Jumper platform because of the fact that I was such a hip hop nigga and I stood on business and I stood on Long Beach business, I cut through. Like if you type in Huey Briss No Jumper, go look at my comment. I cut through. All them Lil Xan fans, all them Rob Banks fans, all them Xavier Wolf fans and all them niggas, fuck with me, nigga. Like, they was like, nah, we rock with cuz. Like, he's keeping it 1,000 on, on the No Jumper platform. I was one of the first real rappers to be on No Jumper before it was, like, a promo, like a press run. Like, I, I did it just off the relationship of meeting uh, Adam at a 420 event, and I thought his tattoos were wacky and cool. And he told me he lived in Long Beach for a minute. Like, he told me he lived in Long Beach, and I thought that was really cool that he was a biker in Long Beach. Like, I was like, oh, okay, like, you standing on business because you got to have kind of have hands to do anything alternative in Long Beach. You kind of got to have, you kind of better have hands. Yeah. So, um, which we found out later he didn't. But, um, <laughs> um, whatever. So, that happened. People started knowing my name. But when, when Vince retweeted me and Grace Park Legend happened, that's when evidence was like, okay, you can open up for me at the Novo, I performed at the Novo, and niggas seen that I could rock a big show. That's when niggas was like, oh, this nigga could perform too. So this is now when niggas are starting to realize he's really the nigga. Because when you could perform, you could rap real good, you could freestyle, you dress good, you're a good nigga. It's like all these pillars are starting to come together. Like, oh, he must have always been like this. Because you don't just wake up and just become the nigga. Like, you kind of got to build it. Work on it. Work on your left. You know, hit the gym, da-da-da, whatever. So long story short, by the time I got to this point, um, I'm getting to like after 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 uh Northside and Grace Park Legend come out. I mean uh before Grace wait, 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 the wishing out loud come out. Oh yeah, wishing out loud. I got some money from Pro Club to do an album. Big, big move right here. This a big one right here. This I'm I'm this this story everywhere, but if you know, you know. So Pro so Brian fuck Brian from Pro Club, straight up. <laughs> fuck Pro Club. Yeah. Okay, with, fuck Pro Club. All right. That's that's how I that's how I'm rocking with it. This this me personally, Brian Looney, Huey Briss, not not nobody else, you know, no disrespect to the culture or whoever's culture that may be affected by my words right now, but that's how I feel until he apologized to me personally. Just me. But I'm gonna tell you what happened. Brian gave me fifteen thousand dollars without even hearing the myth fucking album. He didn't even hear the album. He was so geeked up off the cloud of Ladiato and that he did a Rumble song, Crickets, that, um, that nigga's fucking, he just gave me some money. That's how quick you can finesse people, guys, if you're really listening. For the people that's listening, sometimes it's cool to use your clout, you know, and use your, your resources and pull out names because people that are really, really like, oh my God, I think this, this could really make some money and da-da-da. And I Googled how much it would take for me to recoup the 15000 from the streams and can you just give me a cut of the distro kid and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then, like, you fucking culture vulture, you tried to buy yourself in and got finessed. You feel me? You tried to, you fucked around and caught a shark when you reeled it in. Nigga, you didn't know what you was dealing with. So now he tried to double, he gave me some money for that. So I took that money, barely spent any money on mixing because I'm Huey Briss. Niggas would love to mix for me for free. I project my voice so perfectly. You're really not even mixing it. You're just kind of finding a harmony between the beat and my voice. Really not that hard. I'm actually making your job easier. And, um, nigga, so I barely paid for the mixing. Tommy produced the videos. We put a little budget to the side. You could imagine how much we took out of the 15000 to produce those. Probably nothing. <laughs> you feel me? And, uh, you feel me? So we did all that on our own. We just moved it on our own and took his money and used that to produce flowers before the grave. 
So we, that's why we got all those nice videos. And that's why it looks like my look is together. And I'm wearing my own merch and I got my own pattern and Bristol Miss bags and sample this and did it is like, oh, okay. He took a little bit of that and moved it with that. Sometimes you could take the money from the culture vultures and create real culture that they could really eat off of. You feel me? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Other people's money. It's a real, it's a whole concept. You know, shout out to Dom Kennedy and all them. So definitely don't be afraid if you're listening right now to take money from um, the culture vultures. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay to take money from, from people and, 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 and Robin Hooded and take it back with your people. Because at the end of the day, these people are going to do this every season. They're going to find a new blood to suck out of, whether it's a dead person. They will suck the blood from a dead person, y'all, for years and give their family crumb. Fuck these niggas, bro. Really? Give, get the money. Play the game, y'all. Put that smile on like y'all about to see me do for the next two years. Put that smile on, Huey. <laughs> y'all about to watch me do this shit. But more of the story is by the time I got here to the point I'm at where I'm about to drop my new album, H-U-E, it's called Hue. Straight up. It's called H-U-E-U. Boom, produced by Mike and Keys. Five wonderful songs that are getting mixed right now. All of the videos were shot in Paris. We shot one video at uh, Pierre Paulin's house. Uh, rest in peace, Pierre Paulin. Shout out to Benjamin. You know, thank you for your hospitality and letting us into your establishment. I really appreciate that. Uh, we shot a video there. We shot a video at the Racist Eiffel. And then we shot a video um, where we shoot the other. Oh, yeah. Then we shot the Lowriders at the, with the um and the huh. You feel me? The first West Coast nigga ever to shoot a video, Lowrider shut down the Eiffel Den, use, use Lowriders as Ubers to take us to Silencio and get into the Kid Super after party <clears throat> before everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, part the Red Sea, let me in. <clears throat> Shout out to Doug, my guy, <clears throat> let us in, boom, <clears throat> like it was nothing. Had fun. Shout out Fabio Foreign, Joey Badass, Lil TJ, all my niggas, man. These is real. Shout out the East Coast, period, my nigga. Them is my niggas. You know me. Shout out Bloody Osiris and Dior. My nigga both showed mad love when I stepped in the building. Nigga, these is real ones I'm talking about, my nigga. For sure. These is real ones, you know? So it's like, shout out the culture. Shout out hip-hop, you know? Like, Huey Briss, we shut it down in Paris and show niggas how to really step. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's Black Print Radio replay. If you missed the live experience on AMP this week, don't worry. We're with you each and every week now. Wednesdays, live on AMP, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And if you do love what you heard this week, just know there's so much more to the story that you can only hear on one place. And that's what the printers. Printers can enjoy the entire full replay. Yes, with music included of every every episode of black print radio on our patreon patreon.com forward slash black print not only do you get our entire amp library of past episodes and past classics you also get all of our new episodes early throw blacks early recut gems early b-sides we don't post b-sides anywhere else except on patreon brand new episodes of the black print early videos from our camera roll that you won't see on instagram twitter youtube you get it exclusively as a printer and there's more coming throughout the summer just stay tuned tap in with us patreon.com forward slash black print